This episode is brought to you by the generous patrons who supported us over at patreon.com slash inspiration point. So we want to give a big thank you to our patrons, Kate, Prostaskias, Leroy, Josh, Tiana, Fallon Gore, Spike, Chris, Logan, Punching Potato, and Jen Solo. Thank you again for helping us to put a little more inspiration out into the world. And now, on to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another perilous episode of Inspiration Point. I'm Andrew. And I'm Adam. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening to you as well. How are things? A fair evening it is, indeed. Uh, Things are okay. Uh, Not too bad. Having some fun. A fair evening? A fair evening, you might say. I was at the Renaissance Fair. Ah, I was just going there last weekend. Well, metaphorically speaking, went with the whole family. It was pirate day. Yar. Yar. Indeed, sir. There were many yars to be had the entire family dressed up as pirates. I saw the picture. Super good. The kids said that when we were in our van driving towards the fair, that it was our pirate ship. I, I mean, the only cooler ship that there is is a friendship oh that is true that Uh, is true the ss friendship the ss friendship that is setting sail once a week on tuesday nights yay yay so (laughs) is that how you do a like the boat horn there i mean we could use that sound effect for all kinds of things this is what the people come for these if it's not it should be that's right it's, it's like police academy check check yeah this looks like it's working okay and we're back um i derped and accidentally uh knuckle smacked my keyboard and uh it just jacked up all my audio stuff for a second but my audio stuff is now unjacked and uh you and your your coterie of ne'er-do-wells was uh you were aboard the good ship friendship on your way to the fair as as you do yeah well so we were doing that and we were listening to some piratey music on the way we were listening to the Assassin's Creed Black Flag soundtrack. Yeah, I love that freaking game. Yeah, I know you do. I know you like it. Um, it's uh, it's pretty cool. So I, we had a good time going there. The night before, my son didn't want to dress up. You know, we were kind of telling him about it. But I think he was just thinking about, like, other things, right? He was thinking about playing a video game or something. Sure. So I didn't really hit him, you know. And then, like... The next morning, we're all getting dressed up. I've got, like, my whole thing. My wife's doing their thing. The girls are all dressed up. And then he's like, I'm the only one. And then he gets really upset because he's, like, not dressed up. And in my mind, I'm going, well, too bad, kid. You know, you had your shot and you blew it, right? And 
my wife is is not that way. Oh, and this man. this yeah. woman cobbled together for him a pirate costume out of thin air. I don't know how she did it. Probably the same way a lot of pirates did. Probably with whatever was on hand. She just right. She grabbed a couple of his old dress coat clothes that he had like grown out of slightly, and she just cut tears into them and made like these little like stripped ends. And then that's that's all it is, man. Yeah. That's a shipwrecked pirate, dude. She, yeah. So he was shipwrecked in like two seconds. And then she found like an old Halloween costume that had some Velcro on it. Threw that on top and gave her gave him some fingerless gloves that were lying around. Boom, pirate. <laughs> what a pro. Yeah, I was actually really impressed. Man. I was like, this is very impressed. Whoa. Impressive. I'm very see, I Whoa. can't even think straight when I'm Whoa. thinking about how talented my wife is. Mm. You know? Good for her. Yeah. And good for you. She's by extension. Pretty <laughs> awesome. Now there's no reason uh. to get graphic. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I was, uh, I, I got myself a couple of nonsense pieces. Of course, while I was there, Ren Fair is nothing but a place to spend all your cash. Obviously that's true. What'd you get? Uh, so I got a sort of a sash thing to go around my waist and then ah, a okay. leather belt to go around that. So, ah. so it kind of a, so I finally have like a midsection something going on a a uh, a a pirate's cummerbund if you will yeah kind of a cummerbund with a belt over it so cummerbund's a funny word it sure is a funny word well said. At, at, even when i was a kid i heard that they're like it's a cummerbund i'm like that sounds like you took three non-words and mashed them together into yet another extra large non-word cummerbund Say that a couple times and make it stop meaning anything in your head. Indeed. Yeah. To me, it always sounded like a, like a pastry. Yeah, like some kind of food. Yeah, like yeah. some baked good. Or or a, or an, a super fancy actor's name, you know, Benedict Cumberbund. Mm? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's his <laughs> real name. It, it could be. It could he is be. a very suave dapper man you might call yeah. him the waistband of the mcu see that sounds like it could be insulting or flattering and i'm not sure <laughs> oh like I, were i him and somebody said you're the waistband i would never besmirch the good name of benedict cumberbind yes <laughs> The the extra good name of Benedict Cumberbund. Yeah. He's going to listen to our show once, and it's going to be this episode, and he's going to get mad, and we're going to wind up in like a Twitter feud with Benedict Cumberpatch. I hope so, because then, you know, we'd be famous. <laughs> we'd be so famous, but Benedict Cumberpatch would Brought to be... you by the guys that pissed off Smaug. Mm, and Sherlock right. Holmes and Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange. I mean, basically a bunch of individuals, all of whom you would rather not tick off. I mean, who's what? <laughs> that would be my ringtone. Yeah, um, of course, that's your which, ringtone. It, see, it's fun. It's fun. Is it? it I. 
I made it that ringtone because I was like, okay, I need a ringtone that's not going to make me like angry whenever I hear it. Like, oh, someone's freaking interrupting me again. Instead, I hear that and it's like, eh, you know, it's it's difficult for me to be mad at that. If anything, I just roll my eyes. But then, you know, by that time, I've picked up the phone and everything's fine. Um Okay. You know, no, <laughs> Thanks, know, thy, know thyself, kids. Know thyself. Um, so, speaking <laughs> of pirates, right? Speaking of pirates and uh, disregarding our obviously impending feud with right. Mr. Cumberbatch. Yeah. Um, the, there's a new pirate show on uh, that... I just checked out that is being made by uh, Taika Waititi. Um, mm, right. Yeah, I think I've heard of this. Love that, dude. It's called Our Flag Means Death. And right. it's it's a lot of fun. That's all I'm saying because it's, it's very new. Is it a bit like it. Norseman? Yeah, kind of. It's, it's, uh, it's a pirate show that is kind of tongue-in-cheek. Um, yeah, I, I, I would maybe go that direction. Yeah. You know, I like, I like Norseman. Um, yeah, I, you know, it was never like funny. Ha ha that much to me, but it was like, Oh, that was amusing. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, there were definitely times where I was just it, where I recall it just getting me, but yeah, generally with Norseman, it was kind of a, you know, a lot of times you're sort of rolling your eyes a bit. Yeah, um, it's like, well, that was the same joke again, but that's okay. That's all right. Right, right. Um, um, but that's okay. It was a great show. So I'll, I'll have to check this out. And what what uh, service is it on? I want to say, I want to say I caught it on HBO Max. Ah, uh, that's um, why I haven't seen it. But yes, uh you know, speaking of HBO Max, uh, I also just finished Peacemaker this yes. past week. I, I haven't got to watch that Moses. yet either. Yeah, I am. I'm not going to spoil anything. Of course. But I I will say that I I hadn't watched it up until now because I had seen like the little thumbnail for the show and stuff. I was like, "Eh, okay, you know, whatever. And, you know, given that it's the DC universe, I'm also, you know, for anyone who's a longtime listener of the show, they know that we are all up on the MCU. We love it. No, yeah. Uh, Not so much with the DC universe. Not so much, Um, but put James Gunn in it. Now we got something right. interested. Right, right. Now 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 you got a stew going. Now you um, have, now you have characters. Mm, yes. And these uh, things called characters, not just models posing. Yes. And, and you know, and that's not to say anything negative about like the Justice League actors themselves. You know, they're all very talented. Oh, very. You know, some of them particularly so, you know, um, we can't take a lot away from Ben Affleck, right? You right. Know, um, obviously, Henry Cavill's having a hell of a career. It's going well for him. 
and he's yeah. a he's an incredible actor i think he he's very good i he's mean very good there there are tons of movies like that where you know where this, you it, get your movie just major talent it, it just can't be a movie about posing right you know what i'm saying like it's just you know well it, they want to have all these cool moments and they just Anyway, I know this is off, totally off topic. I'm they, sorry for well, really. you know, they did have a movie that was all about posing, though. Yeah. It was called Zoolander. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> Why was that in the DCU? <laughs> no, it's not in the DCU. I'm just saying there was. You said that there can't be a movie about posing. Sorry. I, and, I guess I even Zoolander. Okay. You you got me, Andrew. You got me. I I, I wish I did. Um, <laughs> Just, I was trying. I that went joke out, was like caught a me in a posing. freak gasoline accident. <laughs> a, f- a freak gasoline fight accident. Oh yeah, a gasoline oh, fighting God. accident. That's that's that, it. Oh, uh, that was pretty good. Um, that was a good good movie. So other than uh, pirates, though, I've also been playing a tiny bit of Elden Ring. And I know that you got started Whoa, with it as well. You got it. I did I get it. Ask. I got it a little bit early. I was going to wait to the end of this week and pick it up. But I went ahead and grabbed it because literally it's all over all my feeds. Like, yep, I'm old now. So I still go on Facebook and it's like. Like, you know, when you're scrolling through Facebook and you stare at a video for long enough, Facebook now decides that this is you. And oh, yeah. And all they do is give you that that thing over and over and over again. Hey, you remember you were looking at this five <laughs> minutes ago. You should look at you it. You want to look at it all the time forever now. Right. Like that's all of the time. All, all the time. And so, like, sometimes I think something is interesting, but I know that I'll never want to really care about it as a topic. So I just keep scrolling. I just go, I can live without this. But anyway, I've, I've been watching the Elden Ring clips that people post and like it's all over TikTok. Like every other oh, TikTok yeah. I, I scroll through is an Elden Ring something. And so I, I finally broke down. I said, all right, the advertisement team did its job. The community is has, has reached out further for them. This is not typically my thing, but I'm interested. And so I went ahead and and picked it up. And you logged in and you broke down in a whole different way. Well, you know, I knew kind of what I was getting myself <laughs> into. Right. And yeah. And there are some gotta. games that kind of, I would say like halfway through, you know, between something a little bit more approachable and a dark souls type game. Sure. Um, like I might, I might even go as far as to say like guard of God of war four has some like, if, especially if you're doing like the Muspelheim challenges yeah or you're doing the valkyries like some of the valkyrie battles oh just are are quite difficult yeah so that's like about as hard as like one thing <laughs> in elden ring right yeah right <laughs> it's like a whole other level and but it's interesting you know and it's it's kind of fun to like knowing that you're going in with something that is meant to be super challenging. Like that's a feature is is a little different for me. And a lot of people like it. So I was like, you know what, let's give it a shot. And it's definitely been an adjustment so far, but I've appreciated it for, for what it has been. How, 
how uh, how have you been enjoying it so far? Have you gotten to uh, Margit the uh, like the first like big boss? No, not even. Not yeah. not even that far because like I I tried to get to this one spot where there's like a giant in the way and he had like a bunch of crossbowmen behind him. Oh yeah, that's the the this I think the Stormvale well yeah castle on the road yeah it's right at the beginning and like i was like okay i think i can do this and like i got the giant <laughs> down like really low a few times and yeah was, was having some luck and then i was like you know there is like a whole set of ruins right outside this place right next to a save point that's just yep. rife with dudes so i'm just gonna like kill them all over and over again and just yep it just do that for a while. Um, you know, and so it works. That's what I started doing. Uh, I'm playing a bandit. And so oh. I was, I was just sneaking around, stabbing things. That was fun. Did you, did you do the actual combat tutorial? No. At the very, very beginning. Is there one? I, I guess I missed it. There, there is when you're walking through that cave after, after you, I'll say, uh, spoiler-free, after you wake up. Right. You know what I mean? Um, you start kind of walking through this cave, and you get into a room where there's, like, a gold, shiny sapling of a tree. Mm. And there's stairs going up to the left of that tree. You know the spot I'm talking about? I, I'll look for it again, because I don't. Well, but to the... To the right of that tree, well, a little before. It's fine. You know, that's totally fine. I just, I'll take a look for it. I've been watching videos, basically. Like, tell me what I, tell me what these attributes mean. Like, for instance, like, okay, I'm, oh, a, yeah. I'm a bandit. I guess that's like a rogue, right? So dexterity, probably, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I've just, I've only been putting points into that. Um. Well, and the, I'm not a very weird, high level by any means. The weird thing about the combat tutorial is that it's down in a pit that straight up looks like, especially if you're going into this with some at least vague knowledge of how From Software does their Souls-like games. Like I saw this pit at first. And there were like a bunch of the little messages all around it, some of which were there from the actual developers, others just from people. Now, yeah. it seemed like, hey, you want to jump down into this hole? I'm like, I'm nobody's fool. And I just blew right past it. And then lo and behold, that's actually where the combat tutorial is. You jump down into this like 30 foot deep pit and then follow along with the tutorial i'm like ah yes so intuitive (sighs) um you know and i I was listening to a review that someone else had posted about it because i was like when i was considering whether or not i really wanted to buy it i wanted to watch like someone give like a full in-depth bunch of them yeah idea and this one guy said it's a great game and he had like basically like 100 percent of it i guess Oh, yeah. And he had done a, a ton with it. And he's like, a lot of it, of, of course, is very challenging. 
but some of the fights are just simply not well designed. Yeah. And the excuse that you always get is get good. Basically, it's a Souls game. Yep. I think I saw this. Exact you, same yeah, movie. you probably saw the same one I did. And yeah. And, I, you know, I can't say I haven't played enough of it yet to really make a determination whether or not that's correct. But I can definitely get that sense. And plus, like just knowing people that play video games. And I know that there yeah. is a subset that literally their response to everything is get good. Right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but you can't just do anything you want and then say get good. Like that's not what game design is. Right. Right. So I, I and I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, that has poorly designed anything because I can't make that determination. But I will say that, you know, let's not make that an excuse in our games. Right. Yeah. Like really ask yourself, did was that well designed or could I have done that better? I think is important. But having said that, I'm I'm inspired by the game to make uh, very, very challenging encounters that are still like fair, right? Like, yeah. Like challenging, unforgiving maybe, but with like discernible counterplay, right? Sure. I yeah, mean, and this the, is something we've talked about a lot in the past. Yeah. The, I think the, the main difference though between you know the how how this is approached in a video game versus how we would do it at the table is you're expected to constantly die and that's true you're you're getting yeah every time you die you're supposed to learn a bit from your mistake right and go oh i see what i did wrong that time i'm going to go back and try it differently where that kind of gameplay as a tabletop yeah, RPG. It, it's not the same. Right. But yes. but like I say, you know, I want to take inspiration from it, right? And That's true. Because yeah. we can definitely, we've talked about pulling our punches before on this show. Right. And, you know, you also have to know who you're playing with. And when you're, when you have a bunch of veteran players, I think it's okay to throw a lot of difficult things at them. Oh, sure. Know, that really push, like, did you read the book? You know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, and we've also talked about using the gameplay itself to create the incentives that shape the kind of game experience that you want to have. Right. Right. And so I don't know. I, I don't have a special epiphany yet because I want to play the game some more. But I kind of sense that I'm, I'm getting one. Right. And I'm yeah. to, I want to keep playing it. Let's say that I want to keep playing. Good. How, I mean, how do you, how have you felt about it overall? I've been enjoying it. Um, it's, it's definitely hard as hell. Um, yeah, for sure. But at the same time, I have found things that are not actually at quite as hard as I had feared, I suppose. Right. Um, I've I've definitely run into a few bosses that are just trouncing me just real bad. Right. But at the same time, I'm definitely starting to understand um, this kind of 
core approach mentality that you should take to the game overall. And that is, if you run up on a boss, generally try it, see what happens. Because all these bosses are freaking scary looking. So just looking at it, you know, on the on the surface, everything looks like it will probably murder you in about a blink of an eye. Um, but if you take a crack at it, see how it goes, you can then sort of gauge, okay, is this a challenge that I'm even like approaching, uh, being at the correct point for, or should I just turn around? Cause like, uh, like there's, there's, uh, in the opening area, there's a big knight on a horse, He's right? Gold and shiny. You've seen him, yeah. Um, and I'm I'm standing there in my like trash gear. Like, oh rags. yeah. <laughs> so I went up to this dude, and he's called the Tree Sentinel, I think. And he just, yeah, just, absolutely. Oh man, beats you right into the ground. He, he just looks at you sideways, and you explode, basically. Right. But then you go back to the spawn point and you actually look at the environment that's around and where he's walking and you start to notice other things like, okay, there seems to be a path here on the left that I could take. Like, I don't have to run at the big shiny thing. Right. What I think is really interesting about that is that we are so conditioned with other games like Assassin's Creed games. Yep. Uh, and unlike, you know, I've I've talked up Ghost of Tsushima before a lot sure. on this show, and I love Ghost of Tsushima for a lot of things. But it is also one of those games that like you, you don't even need to care about the story. You can just click on your mission objective and go that way. Right. Yep. And you, so you just train yourself to run after the shiny. And that's what a lot of video games can kind of be boiled down to. Yeah. And this game in a sort of artful sense goes, here's a big shiny thing. And then a couple seconds later, you respawn and it goes, what did you learn? (laughs) (laughs) What did you learn? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's a big path on the left here. Maybe, uh, maybe I just go that way. (laughs) Right. And they, what's cool is that they, they use that, to incentivize exploration and stuff too. Right. Or like yeah. you, they get it. I, right I fought him right away head. too. Yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> well, I actually did avoid him, but after a while I went back to try, I was like, maybe I could take him now. The answer to that was no, <laughs> um, but I'm getting closer. Right. Uh, sure. But they, they have this really great way of, teaching you very quickly just because you run into something and you can't deal with it right now. That doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. It just likely means that you're not ready for that challenge yet. It doesn't matter that you found it just because you found it does not mean you're ready for it. The world is wide and varied and exploration 
yields benefits. You will find more tools. You'll find more gear. You'll find more runes to level yourself up. Right. And, yeah, know. and you can still possibly do it if you're just, you know, amazing. Oh, yeah. But, you know, if you would rather just overpower it, you know, or work with within a certain skill cap that you have, then that right. option exists. And I think that's that makes it a little bit more approachable than some of the other games. I tried playing. Um, I've never played a Dark Souls, but I played Neo a little bit. Oh, yeah. And I, I it was just absolutely devastating. And it was a very linear path. You had to go exactly right. one way. And so, like, you can't beat this guy. Well, do it until you do, and then you can move on. Right. And right. that was very frustrating. I did not play it long. I I remember back when I got uh, my PS3 um, way back, and the first game I picked up, well, the first two games, I got a Killzone game, and I got Demon's Souls, oh, which right. was yeah. the first. And I was like, all right, let's check this out. Everybody says it's great. I'll take a look. And I got in there, and a, a rando skeleton just kept jumping out and stabbing me in the freaking heart over and over. And I was like, I, I think I must have bought, like, the one broken copy of this game, and I took that freaking thing back. I was like, I can't with this. I can't. No, just, I'm, I'm here to relieve stress, not find some. Right. And, <laughs> right. You know, I I think I think Elden Ring um and just like you, I mean, I'm I'm level 30 right now. Oh, that's and it, you'd think um it's like, he's but, like, "Nope, it's not." And I'm still not past the first boss. Pro tip also, being a melee build is kind of playing a little bit on harder mode mm. because a lot of these bosses tend to be very like if you're up in their grill they will just obliterate you right yeah. where if you've got some range that can be a bit more forgiving and spell casting from what i've seen is like really strong bonkers yeah but yeah you, i've seen some videos that are pretty interesting what was the first thing that you rolled up was it like just a straight up warrior or? i did uh i'm actually still using it uh i went confessor okay so right now i've been sticking largely to sword and board although sometimes i switch out to a two-hander if i need um sure. a bit more heft um absolutely but yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. There's a lot of experimentation, very little hand holding. I do consult the wiki every now and then. Um, but you know, generally speaking, it's just it's a lot of exploring and seeing what you can find because they're the world they made is just chock full of stuff. Like anywhere you go, you'll find something interesting. It might kill you, 
but you'll find something interesting. You'll find little dungeons here and there, and sometimes these big sprawling ones, some of which are like like entire massive Dark Souls level levels just plopped right into this even bigger game. Like it's the it's scale definitely, is incredible. it's definitely impressive. It's definitely impressive as a game and I'm looking forward to more. Yeah. What uh what what you got for us tonight, man? All right. So I was thinking about that and I felt like it's been a while since we have actually built something. Oh, so I go. thought we could dive into some dangerous destinations and come up with a place and see what comes out of it. All right. And I think this is the first time we've actually done this um, since I finished with the book. So we're going to go from square one and just roll. I'm not predetermining a darn thing. So we'll just see what happens. So let's we'll do the prelude first, which will be quick. Give me a D20. And that'll be our grab some theme. dice here. <sighs> and they are are they not here? Maybe they're in this pocket. I have had this backpack since high school. Whoa. I know. I know. There's something cool on it. No, but um the it was no. it was weird a couple weeks ago. I was like rummaging with it. For D and D stuff, and a note falls out of it. And Whoa! I, and I go, "What is this?" And I open it up. It's a letter from my girlfriend from high school. Whoa! Like not something she sent me. Like she looked me up and sent me a letter. No, it's it was written back in like, you know, oh yeah, two thousand one or something. Blast from the past. It was like, oh, it was an absolute shock. Dude. I don't know how it got jammed up in there or what, um, but I did not discover it until a couple weeks later. Then, of course, as a married man, I did the sensible thing and I threw it out. But at the same time, like, there we go. It was still nice to, you know, <laughs> have a little wave of nostalgia. It's like, um, oh, this is nice and burned. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, plus it was filled with all kinds of niceties, of course, and. Yeah, it was pleasant. Oh, oh, Adam. Oh, oh man, oh. you sound exactly like her. Oh my show, God, it was Andrew in a disguise. Show me the power, Adam. Please <laughs> bring on the power. What's really strange about that is that <laughs> you're just using basically the voice for your cleric, and now the, I'm just picturing him telling me that. Um. Which is also super funny. D29. Nine. Okay. Ah, the theme that uh, we'll have is playfulness or recklessness, disregard and abandon, enjoyment or acting in such a way that disregards consequences. Interesting. So, Feywild. All right. I'm Could with you. Be. All right. So, and. Are, are you writing these down? No. Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, 
write them. <laughs> <laughs> just real quick. Just just write down like. Oh, I, I literally don't have a pen. Oh, okay. I will get one. <laughs> I'm prepared. All right. Let's see. You know what the topic was. You do it. (laughs) I know. Uh, All right. Okay. So D20 again, and this is for previous presence. 18. All right. So it was a ritual site. Interesting. A ritual site. All right. No consequence. Ritual ritual site. Yeah. This area was used for very special rituals. They need not have been dark rituals. And then let's have a D10, and this will determine uh, the continued presence, like whether or not there are still signs that it was a ritual site around. I got a 10. Oh, okay. And give me a D6 as well. All right. Three. Okay, so it has the ritual site has grown and it coexists or rather what is going to be here now the the dangerous destination coexists with the ritual site harmoniously. Okay, all right. So whatever started this place is still sort of here, but it's now it's actually even bigger. Oh, okay. Which is cool. And now we're going to find out what type of destination we've actually got. So we need D12. I feel like every time you pick up a D12, it's like, oh, hooray, finally. (laughs) That's why I use the 12 for everything. Because it's like a poor little neglected die. They're all the penguin with the bad voice from Toy Story. Oh, poor penguin. Four. Four. A headquarters, a central location where command of a company organization or fighting force has been established. Cool. All right. So then we're going to jump down to headquarters and find out some details. Let's do a D12 and we're going to find there's actually a lot of D12s in this. 12. Um, Holy moly. Okay. Ancient. So this place is over 500 years old. Mm. So it's been around a while. All right. But so, and okay. So we have like an ancient place that has been the site of like essentially important deal making while also having to do with sort of fun, whimsy, and a lack of consequence. Could be. You know what? You know what this place is? This is Westworld. (laughs) Oh, man. It's totally, it's going to be just a wacky theme. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like, like, okay, there's like a necromancer who runs an amusement park. And what he does is he raises like lobby zombies and skeletons for you to just run around and thrash. And then he just, you just pay him. <laughs> and then he I, does it again the next day. I don't hate that idea. <laughs> that's, just, 
We'll put that and in the undead pocket. start to wonder if they like deserve, you know, rights or if they truly have free will. They don't. <laughs> they don't. Do zombies dream of zombie sheep? Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> Shut up, zombie. Get Shut back. up, zombie. Brains. Brains, brains. All right. Give me a uh, two more D12s, and this will be for size and condition. Five and one. All right. Five. So it is the headquarters is a small multi-room structure. Okay. All right. Multi-room. All right. And what was the second roll? One. One. Oh, my gosh. This, okay. So it's like dilapidated, right? Condition is disgraceful. <laughs> disgraceful. The, the headquarters is disorganized, messy, and much of it is in a clear state of disrepair. Most structures have serious vulnerabilities, such as unaddressed collapsed walls or roof portions, missing doors or windows, badly torn tent canvas, etc. Okay. This, now, this is basically my, my work desk at, at the school. <laughs> um, they go, hey, Mr. Power, did you do my makeup work? You're missing the thing. And then I go, I look at my desk and it's just like piles of like nonsense. And I go, yeah, I'm getting to it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm oh working on it again. <laughs> All right. Now, because we've got multiple rooms, now we're going to roll for notable contents. So what are some of the more noteworthy contents that can be found throughout the headquarters? Since mm -hmm. we got small multi-room as the size of this place, we get to roll on this three times. So roll a d20 thrice. All right. Number one is six. Six. Okay. And what's number two? Twelve. Twelve. And number three? Two. Two. All right. So number six is maps. Very cool. These depict various locations either of the immediate area or other areas of interest to the occupants of the headquarters. Though likely to be documents, they could also be found on a wall or even a tabletop or other surface. It's a map of the undead theme park drawn in crayons <laughs> with, with like caricatures of like the people. <laughs> Let's say of the bosses in each area. Perfect. Oh, uh, you know, it's like one of those like maps that shows you all the restaurants in town. Oh, that's yeah, and it's like a little bit it's, cartoony. Yeah, and there's like a the logo in the corner for like the local merchants, you know, guild you or something. You are here. Yeah, oh, you are perfect. here. All you know. right. <laughs> so we've got we've it's got like a maps. friendly ha horse mascot in the corner. <laughs> Oh, I'm, oh my God. I'm horsey, the zombie hunting horse. Oh, <laughs> I don't hey know why kids, he's are you here to kill I, some zombies. I don't know why he's making remember that. they're already dead. No <laughs> consequences. <laughs> Live every day like it's your last 300 gold a day. 
<laughs> unless you're a zombie, then, then really there always is tomorrow. If a uh, zombie can be undead, then does life have meaning? We don't ask those kinds of questions around. No. Nope. <laughs> All right. Just pay so, up, kid. Here's your sword. Thing number two is medicine. So uh, this is a drug or substance intended to treat or aid with a medical condition. Uh, um, well, it's every so, now and then one of the zombies bites you. And right. we can't be held liable for that. And so right. they got to have an infirmary on site. And this this place is also disgraceful. I like to imagine. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> just it's like it would make considering that they're at least so far there are zombies around as far as we know um which could yeah. change uh the, you know this place would make like a civil war hospital tent look like the ritz you know it's just gross <laughs> but you're still paying 300 gold a day yeah. um yep and lastly your wildest fantasies Number two got us preserved food. So you get to go hunt zombies. They got enough stuff to patch you up. But if you're hungry, they basically just give you like MREs. Here's a jar of preserves. (laughs) Here's a jar of preserves. We have blackberry preserves, cloudberry preserves, and strawberry preserves. Peach! We don't have any peach! Look at this place! Where will we get peaches? Idiot! Idiot! Get out! Oh my god, okay. D20 for current inhabitants. Because like, that's the impression that he has of kids and what they like. And he's like, Here you go, kid, a jar preserve. <laughs> what are you? What do children? What do children enjoy nowadays? He's it's like, a, it's a pheasant. It's a pheasant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. D twenty. Current inhabitants. Let's okay. See. Uh, uh, nine. Nine. Okay. Oh God. Uh. <laughs> so. Oh Jesus. Okay. So new peaceful. So the current inhabitants, non-original inhabitants reside in the headquarters after obtaining it peacefully. This typically means that either the headquarters was surrendered to the current inhabitants or it was abandoned and the current inhabitants moved in. Okay, okay. I got it. I got it. All right. I got it. So the necromancer, right? He was doing like his dungeon, right? He was doing his necromancer stuff. And he kept totally. getting and he kept getting stopped by adventurers. Like eventually they'd make their way up the tower and, and maybe he'd kill them. But it would always like come at a cost, right? Like he's got to oh, replace yeah. all of his guys, he's got to reset all the traps. It's a it's a whole thing. And it's just it's cost a whole him, thing. It's a whole thing. And he couldn't do his little science projects in, in peace. Right. And so he was like, you know what? I'm 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 Eureka! looking at I'm looking at this all wrong. <laughs> Why didn't I think of this soon? And, and, he, and he, he invests in a lot of refurbishments and uh, 
you know, renovations and he transforms the entire thing into an amusement park. So (laughs) I'm so I'm I'm thinking something close to that, except this place was this big ritual ground. There was a headquarters there. I'm thinking maybe this necromancer bought the property after he saw its potential and he moved to the headquarters. He's like, okay, we got, I've got this whole thing I want to do. He, he sold the dungeon yeah, to, to buy exactly. real estate. Yeah. And then, and paid for like development and stuff. Maybe he had his zombies, like the first animation project he did was like, make them like, just plow everything or yeah just they 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 build the place it's free labor like the paladin shows up is like what are you doing with all these undead well he's just moving rocks from there to there it's they really can't do anything complicated well what what's that one doing Uh, well he's you know just kind of tilling or setting up our our borders there so um well this is, I'll be watching you. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's, okay. it's like checks his quest log. Has anyone been kidnapped? No. Just nope. uh, death, theft. Nope. Just presence of undead, huh? Is mm. that is that a crime? Is that <laughs> to be undead? The cleric's just like shrugs. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they just—they don't pay me to think this much. Give me a. Give the me rogue's a like I told you. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the rogue. I told you, jeez, days. All right, D ten for inhabitant discipline. Okay, number ten. Uh, three. All right, three. Oh, terrific loosely ordered the inhabitants have some vague structure or purpose basic roles or jobs are in evidence such as cook or guard routines or other schedules may seem loose or non-existent so basically this necromancer wanted to start (laughs) a company he wanted to start a company he wanted to start this big organization he knows a lot about the undead, how to raise them, how to control them and stuff. He's not so much with the organization and the structure and everything. He gets that roles are important, so he gives a few people titles. But, you know... He's not that present. He's really just trying to do his own experiments. He's kind of like handed off the whole thing to like Greg, you know, and, and Greg kind of handed off half, half of his duties to Caroline, you know? Yeah. And they're just, nobody really knows like whose job it is to like clean stuff. So nobody does it. Totally. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And like, he's just kind of checked out, you know? So (laughs) he's got more important things. It's just think about other things. D20 for Vigilance. Okay. 12. 12. All right. So 
Prudent. Tire this die and it never rolls anything. <laughs> I was gonna say it was disappointing. Uh, prudent. The headquarters is taking necessary precautions, which gives us two rolls on the alarms table and once on the traps table. So give me three d six rolls. Hmm. Three, six, three. All right. So. First alarm is a simple alarm. So you're thinking uh, certain key points near or within the headquarters have a simple noise alarm, such as a string with debris on it. Which it's a bone chime. Yeah, exactly. The second one is a sophisticated alarm. So certain key points near or within the headquarters have a mechanism or possibly magic, which when triggered gives off some kind of alert. It might be loud and startling or more subtle or may even only be audible in certain locations or to certain individuals. Literally, somebody cast symbol. <laughs> yep. There you go. They cast a and- seventh level spell just in case the bone chimes weren't enough. <laughs> Cost a thousand gold. <laughs> he's... he's- <laughs> so that's- so we'll put we'll put some soda cans on a string over here and over here we are getting state of the art freaking we're gonna have the sign in the lawn this zombie amusement park protected by what is it ad adt (laughs) you just get absolutely annihilated if you step over here uh, despicable me when they go to Vector's house and like the giant rocket launcher machine gun like super blow you to kingdom come gun just comes craning up over the wall <laughs> oh man terrific alright and then we got a basic trap the headquarters is protected by simple traps intended to inconvenience slow or otherwise hamper unauthorized individuals so like it's so a like box a- with a stick on a string <laughs> <laughs> and some Reese's pieces. <laughs> Reese's pieces. It's <laughs> like all the whole entire budget went to paying for the symbol, and then they said to make do. <laughs> we so so. All right, boss, I got this great idea. Right, so we're gonna dig a trench. And then we'll put some sticks over it. So, uh, a few <laughs> leaves. How deep is this trench? Uh, five, six feet? Uh, good enough. <laughs> five, no problem. Five, six feet? Inches? Inches. <laughs> he's like scribbling it out on a notepad. It was inches. He's like, no, yeah, feet, feet, six feet, yeah. Yeah, totally what I was going for from the get-go. Great minds think alike. (laughs) All right, boss, uh, what's next? (laughs) Speaking of what's next, give me a D12, and this is going to give us the environment that this exists in. Two. Ooh, coastal. All right. And then <laughs> beachfront property, beachfront baby. It's just gone straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> just, give me a, 
Give me a D20 and this will tell us the danger. Okay. Oh, there we go. 18. Ooh. Ah, an event. So we'll see what is happening here. Okay. So let's jump down to Coastal. Are you still there? Nope. <laughs> we lost him again. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew's connection. Maybe he knuckle-dragged the, uh, the space bar. That's possible. Maybe, uh, maybe he just left. Maybe he just had enough of my crap. That's possible. So, ladies and gentlemen, while I have you to myself for a few seconds... Let me tell you something about proficiency bonuses. <laughs> I kind of had a big rant with my students uh, the other day where I got really irritated. Because, you know, here we are nine weeks later. And some of them still didn't know how to do anything. They didn't know how to basically, you know, add things together. You know? The point is, kids, ability score modifier plus d20 roll plus proficiency, maybe, is pretty much the whole game. So, all right, I yeah. am up and running again. Um, thank you for that rant, Adam. I really, I appreciate yeah. it. You, you've got it. All right. Did you, did you punch your keyboard again? No, I, that time I didn't do anything. I was just like, I thought you maybe you you dropped your ridiculously gigantic book on. <laughs> I'm on actually the keyboard itself. I'm actually referencing my uh, my PDF copy of the book. Yeah, uh, but you know, printers be in a be in a rough spot right now so print copies of dangerous destinations don't exist yet so i'm I getting have, by i have a dream that one day i will actually hold the physical version of deck of many worlds or heliana's guide to harvesting oh. and crafting in my actual hands but you know part of me just feels like it's never gonna happen <laughs> you know that's the right attitude to have when you do kickstarter I, <sighs> all right Give me a D6. D6. Here we go. One. Ah, warm climate. Very good. Oh, that's All right. nice. Yeah, we're on yeah. the beach. It's warm out. This necromancer yeah. was like, mm. you know, if you love your job, you never work a day in your life. <laughs> Give me a D20. That's <laughs> You love what you do. I'm just picturing this like pale man, like in a black robe, but like he's got like sandals on. The Bermuda shorts. <laughs> he's got the Bermuda shorts. He's like he's like Merlin from Sword That's of the Stone, right. but real, Bermuda. <laughs> real, real pasty. He's got like a little paint, little little sunscreen on his nose. <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> it says drinking as my tie. I'm very busy. Don't bother me. D twenty four four. All right. So, outer coast inland. So the destination yeah. is closer to the inland edge of the coastal region than the shore. So it's it's not like right on the beach, but, right? You know, relative. Yeah, he close. can see it. Yeah, from his from his uh, his condo. <laughs> right. I'm. You know, you get some of those uh, the trees to act as shelter from those. Uh, those storms that blow in. Okay, so he's got like a, a ukulele up there. Do 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 do. D twelve. All right. Eight. Eight. Oh, there's a fjord nearby. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that cool? All right. All right. Pining for the fjords. Yeah, okay. Kind of talk is that? All right. And let's see what our shore is made out of. Give me a D8. (laughs) Some of these, some of these table options are funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, Number four. Four. Ah, so the, uh, the shore itself is rock. So where the land meets the water, the shore is large rocks and cliffs, which goes nicely with the fjord. Like you've just got towering cliff sides and boulders and stuff like that. Real fun place to kill a bunch of zombies. Yeah, absolutely. These things can drag themselves out of the sea, just like kelp draped over them. Pirates of the Caribbean. That's right. Walking along the floor. They've got like a little rickety boats that you can take. And there's like some teenager because they had to like hire some actual people. Oh and he just gosh. takes your ticket and just like lets you go. He doesn't like care. <laughs> Have it back before the sun goes down. Please keep Please your arms. arms <laughs> he arms just he's not boat. even looking at you when he talks. A little Every time you ask him a jerk. question, he's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Just his facial expression just never changes. Uh, give me a D10 for the recent weather. This is turning into like a robot chicken episode. That's what I love. 10. 10. Ooh. Okay. So, wow. Seasonal weather. Refer to the options below. So, since it's a warm climate, what season would you want this to take place in? How about in the good old summertime? In the summertime. All right. So it is dry. There has been a lack of rain, so conditions are quite dry. Plants exposed to these dry conditions are vulnerable to fire unless within 100 feet of a body of water. If the area typically has naturally occurring supplies for a fire, finding those supplies is easy. But if adequate precautions are not taken, fires can easily get out of control. So, recently been dry. Here's your pamphlet. 
please follow the directions to properly build <laughs> campfires while in the premises. All please right. use a stone circle around the, t- the soil. Thank you. Give me a Thank D6, and we will see how the current weather has been. Six. Oh, God. Yes. All right. So. <laughs> okay. So here, here are the potential options. One would have been shift. So the weather has shifted from being dry to something else. Two to three would have gotten us mild. Four to five has would have just been same as recent, so it would just continue. But six is worse than recent. So since we go, we're going with dry, there are a bunch of different entries in this that are like sub-entries. So dry, the worst version of it is wildfire. What was once merely dry has sparked a wildfire. Roll me a D6. Five. Oh, Lord. Okay. On a three to a five, it has been burning for a while, but could be extinguished with great effort. So when the players show up, there's a freaking wildfire going on. In the zombie, in the zombie park, <laughs> the the necromancer shows up and he's like, "Oh my god, thank thank the gods, you're here! I need help." So you get the quest from the from the necromancer to put out the fires. Oh my god! Oh my, this All right. is great. Uh, but really, he's committing insurance fraud. <laughs> because <laughs> he's had enough of this place it's oh been broken down for so long he just he's just trying to like collect his payment and get out <laughs> his his whole this what are you after mr necromancer look it's been difficult i'm just trying to break even okay look this is my <laughs> ledger book you would not believe the experience Expenses one incurs when they're trying to develop a zombie killing amusement park. Okay. It's hard. It's really hard. I thought to myself, you know, I'm just going to raise the dead every day. I don't have to feed them. I don't have to worry about, you know, the health plans. This is going to be great. Well, Look I didn't expect paper. that everybody was going to like pulverize them, burn them to death, <laughs> you know, otherwise destroy them with lightning bolts. You got to get these new bodies from somewhere and local law prevents me from murdering people. Even poor people. He says, he says with a roll of his eyes. Yeah. And he's just pedestrian. So I got to pay all these next of kin to dug up, to dig up the graveyards. He gives a sarcastic hand wave when he says next of kin. Oh my god. Okay. He Give puts it a- in quotes. <laughs> Next of kin. Finger quotes with his bony <laughs> necromancer fingers. His bony necromancer fingers. He's just Because like, necromancers can't have thick fingers. Because apparently I have to get permission from the next of kin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Give me a D6. Six. All right, so 
the environment has itself has had minimal or no impact on the destination itself. So that's at least nice. Being on the coast hasn't itself caused any any problems. So it's not like they've been hit by a hurricane. Just everything's on fire. So welcome know. to the burning fjord rock <laughs> beach. The burning fjord <laughs> sounds like a vacation destination. The fire. burning fjord. You mean that figuratively, right? Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, give me a give me a D eight to see if there's any local fauna around. Well, there used to be. <laughs> They're all fleeing the fire. Six. Six. Okay. So give me a D8 roll and we'll see what the creature is. Six again. All right. There are giant lizards. (laughs) Perfect. They sit out on the rocks of the shore and sun themselves because life is good. It's good to be a lizard. A lizard on Pink Zombie lizard. Slaughter Beach. Oh my god. Okay. So that's, that's in the rules. Like, do not harm the lizards. You cannot hurt the lizards. We we didn't pay the liability insurance to Also, please don't feed them. Also, don't feed them. That's right. Don't feed them. Okay, so last. Here's here's the last bit. Let's find out what our event is. So that's that is the danger for this oh, dangerous man. destination. It's, it's gotta be the grand opening. Oh my god. Okay. More like grand closing with the it's way just these a are going. Disaster. You know what this place needs. You know, there's fire. There's. I thought you're getting a fjord. What could possibly go wrong? Well, the last thing on my list was a fire breaking out. Not just any <laughs> fire, but the biggest fire this, this place has ever seen. Give me a D20. Oh, and you know, you know what got scared out of the forest? Oh, guess what? It gets better. <laughs> it gets better. So, Just wait. The next thing I know, there's giant lizards all over the place. <laughs> and I thought, eh, you know, I could complain, but when life gives you lemons, <laughs> you, I don't know. I'm a necromancer. <laughs> Do you know how to make lemonade? Or is that just something people say? Who are you talking to, honey? I'm handling it, Karen. <laughs> I'm handling it. <laughs> He's married to someone named Karen. <laughs> she oh, put my. pressure on him to give up the tower, and we kind of low-key resents her. <laughs> But it's not 
But it's not like extreme. It's just this simmering. I got freaking Karen. If it wasn't for her, I'd be back in my tower. Better the devil you know. At least I knew how to deal with that place. Now there's fire and giant lizards. And now I haven't even had the grand opening yet. What the hell's a guy supposed to do? Jeez. You know, I was content. I was content. The adventurers would come. They'd kill my minions. I'd try to kill them. They'd clear out. I'd clean up, reset, bing, bang, boom, done. I had my system. But no, Karen wants the good life. <laughs> oh, well, my now God. Well, it's I, all on fire. I knew it. I knew it. My mother was right about you. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, my God. Okay. Give I'm going to go stay with her for a couple of weeks. I'm bringing the kids. I'm bringing the kids. Good, Karen. Good. Get out of here. I never loved you anyway. Whoa. Whoa. I didn't mean that, honey. I didn't mean that, honey. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I'm just under a lot of pressure. Mommy, what's daddy talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's he's had, right, a, he's had go a wait in the wagon day. go wait in the wagon go wait in the wagon i can't <laughs> believe you the things you say oh my god okay give me a d20 roll so we can find out what this event is because this is <laughs> what the death of his marriage obviously this, this, he's gonna roll betrayal um <laughs> that's actually on the list too um D20. 12. 12. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> Infiltration. A person, group, or entity is trying or about to try to get into the destination. Mm. So the danger is actually that someone is trying to get into zombie land. Right. I like this, to think I like to think maybe they already did and they're like actual arsonists trying to destroy it maybe or uh well give me another d20 and we will find out who the participants are. Okay, 13. 13 freaking mages. That <laughs> uh, makes sense. So you know where the fire came from. <laughs> now, we, now we know. All right. Oh, here we go. Give me a D6 to figure out the event tense. Three. Three. So future tense. The mages have not actually attempted their infiltration yet, but it's going to happen soon. So their infiltration will take place like right after the PCs get there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. Now D12 to see how prepared these mages. Oh boy. Here here it comes. Oh yeah. 10. Oh wow. Well prepared. Well prepared. (laughs) Okay. Right. Okay. Here's my here's my film theory. All so, right. Here, let me let me throw this at you real quick though, just just so you okay. get what the table's throwing. Those involved are very prepared. 
with contingencies accounted for and backup plans in place. They should be able to adapt to small things going wrong. Success is a very reasonable or even likely expectation. So these guys like put these mages put a serious amount of thought into what they're doing. Go ahead. Okay. So the necromancer used to be, you know, part of like mainstream mage stuff. Ah, okay. Okay. And he was like, you remember like uh, Severus Snape, you know, how he was back in Hogwarts when he was a student? Severus Snape. Yep. Yeah, he gets picked on. So he was the weird kid. He was picked on. So it's like this guy, right? So anyway, all of his jock buddies show up. You know, the kids back from school, you know. Hey, bro, you make a zombie park, bro? We're going to hang out, bro. The Invoker, the Enchanter, the Abjur even got invited, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You say that like inviting an Abjur is a patently (laughs) stupid thing to do. (laughs) Nobody, who invites an Abjur? They're like, well, they invite him just to dunk on the necromancer for being, do you for being want the an edge lord. And um, we want you around even less than the abjurer. And the necromancer knows that's a massive burn. Oh my god the <laughs> the diviner is like, you know, I gotta tell you, he's looking around at the fires. He's like, I saw this coming. <laughs> fortune-telling joke oh man all right give me a d20 and we're gonna figure out we're gonna learn about the key uh a key individual (laughs) amongst the mages number eight all right so this is the main personality trait of the key individual causing or directly involved in the event they may not be the leader but someone important involved with these mages. And eight, oh, this is terrific. Their primary trait is that they're excited. This individual is pumping with adrenaline. They're thrilled to be involved with this event. Their particular job, the task as a whole, the intended target, or some other detail about the event, especially appeals to them in some way. You know, this theme park has good bones. <laughs> and so... <laughs> ah! Oh, that took me a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need some real brains to brains. wrap your head around that one. Um, All right. You, you, so, anyway, the, the mage in charge here, he's like, okay, you and I know the Mortimer is going to mess this up. And of course his name's got to be Mortimer because he's a necromancer. Ah, cause Mort. Yeah. And death. Yeah. Get it. Okay. That's mm. the joke. Yeah. Um, and so mm. they knew he was going to botch it and they show up Ooh. and lo and behold, there he is arguing with Karen and you know, the one teenager who's like non-responsive and like, just doesn't care about anything that's happening around. And, and he's just going like, I'm going to get this place for a steal. 
because he knows Mort just wants to get rid of this place at this point, and he's going to give him a great price. And then he's just going to flip the whole thing. Oh, totally. You know, you know what there's got to be too amongst these mages. Also, also he's seeing Karen. Oh, I was going to go the opposite way that <laughs> these guys, as much as they like really look down on old Mortimer, uh-huh. they go Mortimer. He's an idiot, but <laughs> I mean, you know, I wouldn't wish her on my worst enemy. Like, <laughs> Like you gotta. So she's feel just like for Peggy the, Bundy. She's just like the worst. The worst. <laughs> like you see this necromancer, and t- the typical response to him to finding out someone's a necromancer is we should go kill them. Like they, we need to go get our torches and pitchforks and burn their house to the ground because that's what you do with necromancers. But. Okay, no, th- th- this is where the players come in because now the players, their goals isn't to stop the necromancer in his nefarious plans. No, it's to it's to save the day. It's to make the grand opening it's a success because Todd the Enchanter is being an asshole about things and they can't let that stand. And so with enough comedy hijinks in a rousing montage, they're able to fix up the whole park during the adventure before the investors arrive. Oh, and the God. whole thing is a success. Oh, th- now I want to know who these investors are. But OK, first, I need- one of them is played by Charles Dance. So he has that really stern look like, you know, you're going to disappoint him. Yeah, he doesn't know how to smile. And And he always preferred Todd when Karen was dating him in high school because Karen's his daughter. And so now Mort's got to prove it, but Mort's given up. And so the paladin doesn't destroy the necromancer. He gives him the pep talk to say what he really thinks and what he really believes. And he tells his dad, his father-in-law off. Wait, why are we on the necromancer's side now? No, because Mortimer's been pushed around his whole life and he's just doing the best he can. And he's been dunked on. By the other mages. No, okay? I know, but how did this happen? How, how did, did this we get here? Because Mortimer ha- was doing his evil necromancer stuff. But the truth is, is, is Mortimer isn't that bad. Like he's a crappy husband, sure, right? He's a, a necromancer. Sure. He's not absolutely. Does he animate dead bodies? Of course. From time to time. <laughs> From as, time. But who hasn't but who animated hasn't? a corpse? Well, now listen, the man then. is We've all been down. Kids. His We've wife's all- giving him crap. His father-in-law's giving him crap. He's at his wits end. You know what he wanted to do? 
You know what he wanted to do? Make something beautiful. Was it beautiful? No. (laughs) Is it working? No. It's literally on fire. But you know what? You got to root for the underdog. And Mortimer needs a break. And you know what? Todd is an asshole. And so we've we've got to stop him. We've oh got to stop. And this is basically revenge of the nerds. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me a D 10. This is to determine the re- the response type of the key individual or group leader involved in the event. So these, this is just like the excited dude. This is somebody amongst the mages that are trying to, mess this place up that is a 10 oh wow okay so 10 is the individual or leader responds so this is how they uh respond if things ever go badly the individual or leader responds with a signal calling for help or has someone observed the situation ready to intervene? So when the signal is given, more support shows up. So he's, or whoever this person is, he or she, are part of their plans are that if things go sideways, he's got reinforcements waiting in the wings. Okay. So this guy is excited because he's bringing the whole community to watch Mortimer fall flat on his nose and to and to swoop in and be the big hero of the day. But because of the actions of the adventurers, Todd's going to get egg on his face in front of everybody. And Mortimer is going to be the big hero. Okay, so that's it for our dangerous destination it's all rolled up so i'm gonna just go over this stuff again real quick and we can figure out exactly what the deal is with this place i feel like we've got it i feel like okay okay you know what if they if 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 you dear listener want a recap go just go listen to this stuff again because it's great okay it's gold Gold, gold, pure gold. Yeah. Go and experience the development and plight of Mortimer the Necromancer. Who Absolutely. didn't exist an hour and a half ago. But now, <laughs> boy, howdy, does he ever exist. Yeah, he exists in our hearts. We all feel for this guy. Adam, what's what's the deal with this dangerous destination? This destina- this dangerous destination is about rooting for the little guy. <laughs> you know, not brains. You know, we all have dreams. <laughs> Here we go. And sometimes our dreams don't necessarily come true. But Todd's punching down, man. And we got to stop him. That's the real evil that's that's happened. That's the real 
danger. And I feel like our main protagonist of the party has got to be like an anti-undead paladin, right? As as they do. And that is going to lead to their unlikely friendship. The paladin is going to be friends with the necromancer. They're going to be best friends. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, and we're going to... If if whoever is playing that paladin is on board for that. So we don't want yeah, our absolutely for for our players. But the the way I'm going to pitch it is like this player he's like I'm going to be a paladin. I'm my my goal is to fight the undead and I'm going to as soon as I hear that from any player I'm going to be like, "Welp. <laughs> you receive a quest is to investigate sightings of the undead." Near a fjord. And you don't even have to say sightings of the undead. You just say there's a fjord and you know somebody's going to be like, oh, I got to check that out. Got to check that out. who doesn't want to go see a fjord? And then there's going to be a turning point in the middle of the game where they're going to be like, guys, I don't think I want to stop Mortimer anymore. <gasps> Boom. I want to stop Todd. I want to help Mortimer. And you know that there's going to be someone else in the group who will say, oh, my God, I thought I was the only one. I didn't want to say it because, like, these <laughs> necromancers were not supposed to help necromancers. But, yeah, I know, right? Like, Mortimer, he seems like a good dude. And that Todd, he's a jerk. He's the jerk's jerk. I hate that guy. <laughs> that guy's a jerk. Like that everyone dude. in the party agrees. It's the first time in the whole campaign they all agree on something. <laughs> Boom! Unity. <laughs> we have established party unity. Oh my gosh, this is phenomenal. It's perfect. It's this is perfect. This is great, and it's still very dangerous because there are undead everywhere. Everything's on fire. There's dangerous mages. There is plenty of death to go around. I I love that uh, the that we can say everything's on fire, and it's not hyperbole. There, that fire is there. It's real. It's freaking happening. Yep. So. That gives us a uh, a neat little um, uh, like a like a timer. Even you could run it where you could say like, look, you know, every X amount of hours, days, you know, the fire will move this far. So yeah. that can be like even a a side objective would be finding ways to help manage that. And if like, imagine what this scenario would look like or how different it would be. And I know this episode's running long. I'm looking at my clock and it's like an hour and a half, but I don't care because this is fun. Um, (laughs) The imagine what the outcome of this situation looks like if you took this idea and made it a, a quest line for a high tier party where you're talking like characters who are level 14 or higher versus one where the players are like like new like what if you gave this this uh quest 
to like a like a level one part. Oh, you you know what'd be really interesting there is like this necromancer could even be really really powerful, right? And he is summoned like this theme park of death. And it's he just, just summons the theme park in its entirety. No, like, like, like instead of just doing hell. like <laughs> zombies and like skeletons and stuff, he's like pulling out like mummies and vampires and stuff. Well, you and gotta have just, variety. And it just got out of hand. He has no control over this place. I don't anymore. know what's happening anymore. Karen's mad at me. (laughs) I'm pretty sure she's dating Strahd too. (laughs) Todd is spelled T-A-H-D. Oh my God. Todd. Oh my. Oh my. Curse of Todd. Oh my God. (laughs) Curse of Todd. Oh my god. He, he pulls up in his wagon. It doesn't have bottles of wine. He's got Coors Light. <laughs> oh, what a, what a jackass. Oh my god. Silver bullet. <laughs> oh. He's wearing Perkett stocks. Oh my god. Is it does He's he got actually khaki shorts and a leather belt? Oh. <laughs> oh, or <laughs> freaking! But he Todd. still has the the telltale widow's peak, you know. <laughs> it's super severe, really dark, just freaking, you know. And just the vi- the Vegeta hairline. Oh, yeah. he's super imperious. Like, you know, he doesn't realize how ridiculous he is. Oh yeah, uh, and like he just the other mages around him are just like this the crab and goyle. They're just like the stooges. <laughs> they just agree with yeah, everything boss. he says. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You tell them uh, uh, why are we here? Uh, <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, you weren't supposed to laugh at that. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's right. I. I love I love this like this teenage you know like eighties like revenge fantasy. I was gonna say they gotta have like they they uh, have like a like a downhill skiing <laughs> competition where Todd wears a really obnoxious turtleneck or something. Oh my gosh, yeah. Ugh. There's definitely gonna be some jokes in this in this game that don't age well in ten years. <laughs> It's not gonna, at all like super cringe <laughs> like ooh, ooh you cannot say that nowadays the now like super famous actor this was like his breakout role he doesn't like it when anyone asks him questions about it oh man yeah like oh jeez oh it man this is this is not where i thought this would go <laughs> But I, it is a place where I'm very happy that it did go. I'm glad this exists now. We, the last time we did this, we came up with the Bayou Barbarians. and I was wondering they, if that was the last time. I, You know, and we might have done one in between. Um, but, yeah, it's it's it can be fun to to try 
doing these kinds of tables and see what you come up with. And I think you just set the tone with like the first die roll result where you're like, there's no consequences. I was just like, okay, so it's bananas, right? Like, let's just go crazy. Well, which isn't necessarily how it would have to go. No. And I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. That first table we rolled on was just for theme. So the theme of playfulness or recklessness, it's basically a very, very loose suggestion where it's like, if you can try to integrate something having to do with like love or loneliness or playfulness or whatever, whatever, um, try to integrate it into your idea somehow or or toss it out so like there are a lot of ways that you could have interpreted how playfulness or recklessness could have applied to how this thing was coming together like you know maybe the playfulness or recklessness is what caused the fire or All right yeah it's just know. a fire elemental like on vacation with his kids All they're all they're doing is just dancing around and they have no idea they're doing anything wrong. Oh <laughs> my god, I just realized too. You have to work this into into the the patron game because O'Leroy is a volunteer firefighter. This is like his jam. <laughs> I don't He'd know if like, you'll I don't, I don't know if he'll be excited or like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to get away from work. <laughs> we'll see how, how many, how many wildfires do you think he's gotten to put out at the game table? Hmm? I, bet I don't know. Not many. But, but, but Leroy, let me just say thank you for making the world a safer place for everybody. Amen, brother. Amen. And because that seems hard. <laughs> it does seem hard. And, <laughs> It is also all full of the secret ingredient. What's the secret ingredient, it, Adam? It is love. L-O-V-E, love. Just as we understand that Mortimer is a victim of his own hubris, and but so are all of us. And empathy is just one of the little branches on the tree of love. Mm. L A H V love curse of love. <laughs> Todd, <laughs> I can't. I am Todd. Uh, uh. What is up, my bros? Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see it as Mortimer again. Well, well, well. How's your business going, Mortimer? Oh, not well. Oh, I'm so surprised. <laughs> oh, he's not I'm even so Romanian surprised. anymore. Now, he, now he's just German for some reason. <laughs> well, 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 Mortimer. How are you? Pretty bad, I would say. Look at this place. It is a, how do you say, a crap hole. <laughs> Super bad. Now he's French. He's just... bad. He's just, he's Todd's a very flexible nemesis. He just, you know, it's the fact that he has changing t- 
terrible accents oh, that makes God. him more of just just like, despicable just horrible just <laughs> we stay this man he just he shows up and what's even better is if you're playing this only via vtt so that like his voice is the only major cue that you get so whenever someone shows up and starts talking like you don't even have the accent to look for by the way todd is like totally harry potter's dad right james potter like he was just like a total (laughs) a-hole well until he grew up right 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 yeah i mean when they're all kids you know it's you get it yeah because kids are monsters that's what i'm saying (laughs) hey you know that's that's not an opinion (laughs) <laughs> that's just some it's facts just of be, life it do be like that you know speaking of the facts of life speaking of the facts podcast. of life yeah the fact is it's too late and we gotta go so we're done bye if you want to check out some more stuff like this or maybe a bit different if this is if this is your first episode, allow me to extend my humblest apologies because Do you like this? <laughs> I mean, at this point you've been listening for eh, after I wipe out some silences in here of which there are not many. You've been listening for probably about an hour and a half. So, by now you're hooked already. So, welcome to the club. And if you want to go check out our website, you can head on over to inspirationpoint.buzzsprout.com. And at said website, you will find three little bubbles at the top of the page. If you're on desktop, it'll be on the right. If you're on mobile, it'll be dead center at the top. Those little buttons will take you to our Facebook, Twitter, and Patreon, respectively. If you would like to go directly to our Patreon, you can head on over to patreon.com slash inspiration point and check out our different tiers that will give you, amongst other things, access to our Patreon. And if you jump in at our highest tier, access to a patron only virtual tabletop game run by Mr. Adam Power here. And apart from that, um, thank you guys for hanging out with us and Always remember, there is always something new and original tucked inside your head. And all you need is a little push, a little bit of inspiration to get that train rolling. If you'd like to check out Dangerous Destinations or Spectacular Settlements, which are both books that I worked on, you can find them over at NordGamesLLC.com. Um you can check those out and see what kind of crazy things you're able to come up with just using some random tables and your wonderful imaginations. And once you have that, you'll be inspired. So until next time, stay inspired. Bye. Farewell. Goodbye. Uh, farewell. Goodbye. Good luck with your business. Of. Uh, uh, Vita <laughs> Goodbye, Karen. <laughs> <Mwah>. <laughs>
Well, I'll be Karen. so exotic. Oh, he's so exotic. <laughs> what does Mortimer sound like? Uh, 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 oh, guys, he's, he's just Woody Allen. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just Woody Allen. Right. Oh, oh, God. It's either him or who is the... Oh, what was his name? Rick Moranis. He's Rick Moranis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> I heard the YouTube was on, so I went to go turn it off. I, I got locked out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>